Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Candid Musings with Neeraja. This season I have decided to change things up a little bit over here in this channel. I have decided to include a new series called The Books I Read which would be which would include a lot of the book reviews of the books that I read. I have always been a reader. I have always loved surrounding myself with books. Um and any time you find me you will find that I have at least a Kindle or a book with me. So I just thought that you know I have last year I read around 12 books which is very less actually compared to what I would like to read but I do have two small children that I take care of and a full-time job and a lot of other things that I'm trying to do but I am trying really honestly to include a lot more of my of reading and I I hope that I am able to talk to you about the books that I read through this channel. I am joining you today from Palakkad, Kerala, which is my hometown, and it's a beautiful windy morning here. So, you might hear a little bit of the wind in the background because especially because it's like literally banging the windows and the doors around in my house. But it's a good time to be uh in Kerala I think because it's 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 so windy and it's so nice. It's it's still hot but it is still uh bearable because of the wind that's that's there. So um so that's what I'm going to do this this uh in this episode I'm going to start my new series called Books I Read and in this episode I'm going to talk to you about a book that I have been reading called The School for Good Mothers written by Jessamine Chan Before I get into telling you what I felt about the book and where I am with the book let me tell you a little bit about the book itself it was long listed for the pen hemingway award for debut novel it was long listed for the 2023 carnegie medal for excellence it was shortlisted for the center of center for fiction 2022 first novel prize and it was selected as one of barack obama's favorite books of 2022 in this uh bestseller and it's a it's a today show read with jenna book club pick um a mother has a very bad day and because of that she ends up um in a government reform program where uh she loses custody of her child and she has to prove that she's a good mother if she ever wants to see her child or you know take care of her child again so this is the premise of the book The book is 400 pages long and it is priced at 489 rupees on Amazon right now. The Kindle version of the book is available for 369 rupees right now on Amazon. Now to tell you a little bit about the uh book description or like a summary or an extract of the book, let me just read what's written on Amazon about the book. Frida Liu is a struggling mother. She remembers taking Harriet from her cot and changing her nappy. She remembers giving her a morning bottle. They had been up since 4 a.m. Frida just had to finish the article in front of her, but she had left a file on her desk at work. What would happen if she retrieved and came back in an hour? She was so sure it would be okay. Now the state has decided that Frida is not fit to take care of her daughter. 
that she must be re-educated. Can this mistake cost her everything? The School for Good Mothers is an explosive and thrilling novel about the pressures of perfectionism, parenthood and privilege. Now to tell you a little bit about the author, Jessamine Chan's short stories have appeared in Tin House and Epoch, a former reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. She holds an MFA from Columbia University and a BA from Brown University. Her work has received support from the Elizabeth George Foundation, the Bread Loaf Writers Conference, the Wurlitzer Foundation, Gentle, the Kimmel Harding Nelson Center, the Anderson Center, VCCA, and Ragdale. She lives in Chicago with her husband and daughter. Now, this is about the author Jessamine Chan as written on Amazon. Now, let me tell you what I feel about the book. So, as I told you just a little while ago, that I'm a mother of two very small children. My son is just six and my daughter is just three and a half. So, the age gap between the kids are also very less. And they're very small children. So, you know, you need constant attention. So, I know what a bad day for a good mother can look like. I know what the concepts of perfectionism and of per- perfect parenting and all of that, the kind of pressure that all of this can put on a person. I'm someone who has lived these uh, notions of perfectionism. And often the criticism doesn't need to even come from outside. It comes from yourself. Like you have certain ideas of what a perfect mother looks like or what a good mother does. And you kind of end up comparing yourself to those standards and fail miserably. This is something that I know as a firsthand experience because I have gone through this all by myself. Now, To be honest, I have a very supporting partner. He takes care of, like my husband takes care of my kids very well while I'm out in the wild doing a lot of these, you know, my YouTube and my podcasts and my books and this and that. I do everything because my husband takes care of the kids. Now, going back to Frida's case, um, Frida doesn't have a husband who will take care of the kids because her husband cheated on her while she was pregnant with his child and her husband chooses or decides to choose his mistress over his wife and um i won't say wife and daughter because he does take care of the daughter but he decides to stay with the mistress instead of his wife so obviously you can understand the kind of struggle that this person this this character frida is going through she has had a bad year altogether Now, anyone who's been pregnant will understand how that year of pregnancy looks like, right? Like anyone who's who's carried a child uh, in their womb, they understand the kind of struggles, the kind of anxieties and everything that a woman goes through while she is pregnant. So all of this um, is kind of like expl- exp- uh, explained here and there in the book. And then very with with a very dry humor she talks about how gus decides like her husband gus decides to leave her and you know d- chooses her uh, chooses his mistress over her and she has obviously a lot of criticism for the mistress because she is this health obsessed person who is uh, you know who does yoga and you know the a very typical stereotypical idea of the the mistress i don't know why i felt like that but 
it just looked like that it just looked like a very exaggerated character of um you know health obsessed of a health obsessed person anyway so um this is the kind of situation that the story starts off with and as you as you read as you heard me talk about the book and about how who all have recommended it and how much of uh, attention the book has actually received i had very high hopes for the book i had i felt like it was something that i i think i read it i read about the book first in in barack obama's list of uh book picks or whatever that he shares i think every at the end of every year or something so i kind of saw this saw this book on that list and then i thought i i read the the about the book and all that and then i thought that this is something that i would really enjoy reading i am about 60% into the book and i have decided to put it under a dnf list which is basically a do not finish list i found the book extremely underwhelming I'm about 60% into the book like I said. Now I don't know if the rest of the 40% is the aha moment of the book. It's where you know everything gets revealed and you get to see like what happens and all that. But I am bored of the book. The concept is so dystopian because obviously what's happening is uh once Frida has that bad day where she leaves her child at home and she goes to her work to pick up a few papers. and then she comes back but like by the time she comes back her like someone's called child support and probably you know i think her child is taken away from her and it's a very very bad situation to find yourself in because and she's been sleep deprived as well because the kid kept crying so she they've been up since 4 like i just read so it's been a bad day and because the state is involved she ends up having to go to a facility which is basically the school where they teach bad parents to become good parents they kind of um you know reinforce the ideas of what a perfect parent should look like like what a perfect parent should do and what they should uh expect uh what what is expected out of these good mothers and apparently there is a school for bad fathers as well or i think for good fathers as well somewhere like which is which is for fathers who have neglected their children and they are in that facility but the perspective that we get to see is of the mothers the uh so once she goes into this facility this institution the school for good mothers she meets a lot of other so called bad mothers and they all have their own back stories that they narrate here and there now my problem with this was that it one i found the characters very blank very plain all of the characters i didn't find any of the characters to be interesting enough to keep up reading i often got confused with the characters because of the num- the the amount of characters that were there in the book itself um and also because of how flat each of these characters were i find i found um i found myself struggling to remember who did what in which mother was bad because of you know because of they because they did this or they did that like i couldn't remember that at all and then to talk about 
the institution itself i am a bad mother but i am learning to be good so they are asked to like kind of write this and all that now full disclaimer this has a it it feels very uh 1984 kinds it's it's a very dystopian novel and i absolutely love 1984 i love dystopian books generally but i think that was one of the major reasons why i felt so disappointed and underwhelmed by this book because she had such a good platform she had such a good idea of this uh this dystopian situation where you know mothers are brought into an institution and then they are told what is bad and what is good and how they can react and where every movement that they do or that they make is is monitored so it's such a brilliant premise that she has but she kills it with extremely boring narratives i mean i get that frida had a bad day i get that she apparently misses her child but to be honest it is not even very evident that she misses the child as such like unless and un- until she actually went into the institution um the way the narration goes it doesn't feel like she's that attached to the child anyway because the child is growing up with the father as well uh and so you know they are sh- they have like a shared custodian kind of a thing so she doesn't even seem like she really does uh she couldn't let go of her child itself because obviously look at the situation in which she is right she decides to leave the child at home to go out of the house to uh get a few papers now you don't even have to be a mother to know that that's a bad decision even on bad days i don't think a mother would take that kind of a decision like quite honestly that's my judgment about the incident that leads to the entire uh story to unravel even on a bad day i don't think i would ever think that i would leave my child at home and go and pick up uh a few papers because i have to finish my work i would rather take my child with me and go and do this that's something that i might do but you know not even a bad day can justify what she does so talking about and then the the sudden shift when she gets into the institution the sudden shift of how much she misses the daughter how much she loves the daughter how much pain she can physically feel for being away from the daughter it just doesn't seem justified it just doesn't seem honest to begin with and the repetition of this so she keeps writing about how much she physically hurts because she doesn't have her daughter she keeps writing about how this mother is like she's she's observing all the other mothers how she being a asian american she's not able to relate to a lot of the other white women or the black women or whoever is around so there is an angle of race that she does try to bring up here and there but even that it falls flat completely considering the platform that she had to write about the book so well and the instances and everything so i would say that the idea is brilliant but the narration of the book the narration of the story is horrible um i absolutely hate repetitive writing i don't know i it's it's just so boring why do you have to make the book 400 pages long if you could end it when with like 200 pages if you could end the story in 200 pages or maybe 300 pages why do you want to make it an extra 100 page long and have nothing new to write 
every single page every other page talks about the 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 dry uh, monotonous situation of the institution and i get it see there is there are very different ways to write about monotony you don't have to keep writing about writing the same tone writing in the same uh, use the same words to describe the monotony that that is that she experiences in the institution either um so that's basically what i felt about uh, the book i couldn't finish reading it the premise is brilliant the uh, you know the, the she had a good platform she could have written a good story but i don't think she has written a good story i don't think that she has well rounded characters in the book i don't think that she uh, jessamine has written a novel that's unforgettable i find it very difficult to even uh, complete the book but that's me if you have read the book please do let me know what you thought about the book and whether you liked the book and what you what you liked about it because i would really like to know considering the popularity of this book considering who has recommended these books and you know how many book clubs have picked this book i would really like to know what it is that people enjoyed about the book if they did um again like i said the dystopia is really it's it's a really good premise um the ideas of perfectionism the pressures of parenthood these are all brilliant topics to actually write about so she had a good thing going on which um i feel like she kind of messed up by not paying either not paying attention to the narrative style um, or you know i don't know what what it is but it just felt re- fell really flat for me thank you so much for sticking with me until the end and if you are still here please do let me know if you like this kind of a uh, format for the podcast um like i said i am experimenting with new styles i am experimenting with new genres in this in this channel and uh, this is if you if you've listened to the podcast you already know probably that this is completely unscripted i'm talking out of my like literally i'm thinking while i'm talking and that's that's what you probably can hear in the podcast but i would really like to know what you thought about the podcast what you thought about this format of the podcast and if you liked it and if you did like it please let me know by you know liking the podcast and by sharing this with your friends and family and also don't forget to write to me you can you can contact me either on instagram or on twitter and i would love to hear any feedback that you have thank you so much for stopping by and until i come and meet you with a new episode bye